everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Welcome to Scare Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Burton, and today I am joined by comedian and actor Miss Laura Marsh. Hi, Laura. Hello! Laura, you chose the 1992 film Death Becomes Her. <laughs> yes, I did. Such a good movie. It's such a good pick. It's. I feel like it's always on TV, and you always, like, for me, I always catch the part where she, um gets shot all the way through, mm-hmm. through the end. And then I have to just like watch through the end. I have a, a hole in my stomach. Oh. I have a hole in my stomach. Yeah. So I hate scary movies, which is why uh, I chose uh, a movie that wasn't necessarily scary to talk about. Um, I'm a big old chicken. I have always been just a real big old chicken. Uh, I have watched some really, truly uh, terrifying movies in my life uh, and regret it. Like, those are some of my most regrettable moments. Um, Like, watching The Shining, for example. I watched that with my eyes, and I still, like, think that it was a horrible decision, and it was, like, 15 years ago. (laughs) That's so funny. Was that because it was... What terrifies you about that movie? Or, like, what terrifies you about I think... I think my brain just won't stop thinking about it. And, like, uh, I will, like, put myself in... The, like, okay, for example, I, when I went to see The Blair Witch Project, which was another um, horrible mistake and one of my um, biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. And I uh, just kept thinking about it, like, thinking about uh, what I would do if I were in that situation and, like, being like, concerned for their lives and how, you, you know, like, what has become of them and, like, uh, um, just all this stuff and, like, just imagining that, like, uh, I'm going to, like, stumble into the woods one day and, and be caught, you know what I mean? Just, like, random, like, in no way is this scenario um, probable, but in my brain at any minute... I will be the kid at the bottom of the stairs. Do you know what I mean? Like, just any second, I'm one step away from that. It's just kind of how my brain works. So big imagination (laughs) stuff. Big imagination. I get that. I get that stuff. Can't stop, won't stop. Here's where we find out what the movie's about. So, Helen and Madeline are lifelong frenemies, semicolon, uh, Helen is engaged to Ernest, who was then stolen away by Madeline. Then, through uh, 14 years, I believe it is, of uh, struggle, uh, at some point, uh, actually another date, it's October 26, 1985, because uh, I learned some trivia about that, I'll tell you about that in a second, it's not a part of my three sentences, um, the, uh, Helen takes the potion uh, to, uh, have eternal youth and life. And then Madeline takes the potion. Uh, both of them very quickly die after Madeline takes the potion. Spoilers. But they're still, they're dead alive. Uh, and then they try to convince Ernest to take it too. He doesn't. He goes on to live a fulfilling life. And Madeline and Helen are dead together. Forever. Well, I'll tell you what, kids, uh, we, this uh, kind of odd thing here, you, your wrist, as far as I can tell, is uh, it's fractured in three places. 
And uh, you've shattered the two vertebrae, because I can't really be certain without an x-ray, but uh, the, the bone protrusion through the skin, that, that's not a good sign. And uh, your body temperature's below 80, and your, 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 your heart stopped beating. So I watched this movie probably right after it came out. Um, uh, my family... Even, I don't even remember. I think we rented it. I think we rented the VHS and liked it. And we used to do uh, that thing that's not legal, and I don't encourage you to do this, at, listeners at home, but where you set up your VCR and on another VCR while you're recording, so you record the movie. So we would just make, like, VHS copies of all these movies. Uh, and Also, people don't make VHS copies of movies That's anymore. not a thing anymore? <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. Uh, but great. listeners, if you're listening, please don't do that. Don't That's do illegal. That. Uh, it's illegal. Um, so, <laughs> so we had a huge collection. Uh, we don't anymore, so don't arrest us. Uh, a huge collection of uh, pirated VHS tapes, and Death Becomes Her was one of them. Uh, and this and um, another um, um, Goldie Hawn movie, uh, House Sitter, were on the same VHS. So I used to watch those a lot in tandem. Um, this one, I don't know, I think just because it was exciting, because it was a, a safe, scary movie, um, it's also just super dark and really campy, and I, I really like camp a whole lot, um, and I, I just, I don't know, I think it's a delightful movie. Here's where we rate the movie. I am going to rate it, uh, in, uh, terms of how much plastic surgery one would have. So, uh, a zero would be, like, Botox, okay? And a ten would be, like, a full head-to-toe, like, you are now biologically another human. Um, so I'm going to give this boob job, butt job, tummy tuck, rhinoplasty, and veneers. Yeah, I, I just think it's great. I just think it's a really, really fun movie. Here's where we really get into it. So, um, I think, uh, first and foremost, it's aging, right? Like, um, these people are horribly afraid uh, of the aging process and of getting older and losing their youthful beauty and their youthful glow. Um, and that's a really, like, that's a genuinely hard thing to deal with as a person that's getting older. Um, you know, like you're, you uh, wrinkle your forehead and it stays that way. You know, like that's a hard thing to watch your body do. Um, so I think that's a very real, um, tangible fear that a lot of people have. Uh, friendship. <laughs> um, we see a lot of uh, um, ebbs and flows in um, the friendship of the ladies. Um, I think in the end, like they're together because they need each other, not because they like each other you know like I think they very viciously hate each other <laughs> just kind of in the end like that's all they have um also there's like a pretty heavy revenge uh theme going on like that's basically the entire reason um Goldie Hawn's character does anything that she does is to get revenge on Madeline Ashton for stealing um her beloved um as we find out like she's done that several times this was not the first boyfriend that she's stolen 
Um, do you think of those characters, who, uh, which one, either he- Helen or Madeline, which one do you better identify with? Oh, that's, I think I'm more of an earnest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more of an earnest. I think, like, I, uh, like, I, uh, want everybody to get along. I want to make other people happy. Um, a lot of times, almost a little bit to the detriment of myself. Uh, but like, and then if I find that it's a very toxic environment, then I will, I will pack up my suitcase and my dartboard and I'll head on out the door. Is Ernest our protagonist in this story? You know, he might be. Um, I think he definitely has the most, uh, 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 like character arc. Um, like he shows the most growth of anyone, um, going from, you know, just like a loving, um, fiance to uh, someone who's lived with guilt of like leaving this person that he genuinely loved to sort of be with this person that just uses him um, to like stepping up and um, um, uh, like a sort of I guess atoning for uh, making amends for what he's done and then going on to live a full life after that um, once he leaves Madeline and Helen, um, we only learn about what he went on to do at his funeral. Um, but it sounds like he did a lot of really great things. He had a bunch of kids and started a bunch of foundations and like lived a rich life. And the, the two gals are just kind of stuck, uh, in the same mentality. If Liesel were to offer you that elixir, mm-hmm. sight unseen, you've never seen like what it can do to your body in years to come. Like, you've not seen, um, like, pretend you've unseen them falling apart at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would take that elixir? I, um, okay, trying to unsee uh, anything that I had seen is, is kind of tricky. Uh, I think, thinking about the way that it's presented, it's that you'll never grow old. Not that you'll never die period just that you'll never grow old so theoretically by that um statement if you're if you get hit by a car you'll still die you'll just be 90 and you'll look like you're 20 um but uh the way it plays out in the movie is that nothing can ever kill you even being broken (laughs) like a glass vase uh you're still going to be alive with your um, head off. With your head, your head is off. That that is something that I that struck me at the end of this movie watching this time around. I was like, their heads are off. Their That's heads like are off. Classic zombie one hundred and one. <laughs> like we know that their heads come off and they yeah, die. And but they die. in this, that is not the case. That is not the case at all. Um, I I don't know. And I, and I was thinking about that. Um, I don't I don't think that I would. Um, I think one I, I love. Uh, magic and I love elements of magic but I think part of what I like about it is that I know that there's an explanation for it uh and I think this potion being presented to you is a little bit of magic is a little scary um also like the whole idea that like you can only have 10 years in your career in the public eye of perfect unchanged beauty before you have to retire um or stage your own death or whatever um it's like mm, that's not that's not long enough for me also, I really want to be that old woman that curses a lot and, like, raps. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really want to be that woman. 
um, like the lady from um, a Wedding Singer, you know, that hands him the meatballs. Like, I want to be that woman, and I can't be if I take this magical potion. Also, what do you think Liesl's deal is? Where did she come from, and yeah. is she a witch? She might be. Um, she might be. What's interesting, I was, and I was trying to do the math on this. Um, so she's 71. When, she, when Isabella Rossellini filmed it, she was 39, I think. But, of course, she looks 30. Um, but, like, of the people that are at her party, some of them wouldn't... For her to have developed the potion and then distributed it, she would have had to be older than that, I think. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Morrison, Jim Morrison. Yeah, Jim Morrison. And um, uh, James Dean, mm-hmm. Brenda Garbo, I think. Okay. I uh, was one of them. Um, yeah, it, it just seemed like that was a little off that maybe she um, wasn't being completely truthful about where she came from. Mm. That or our writers didn't, didn't do <laughs> um, check your shit, writers. Yeah. Favorite moment? Uh, one of my favorite moments in this movie uh, is when um, Madeline comes home after taking the potion, and no, no, no. Yes, it's it's all that same night. I think she gets pushed down the stairs and is pronounced dead, but she's still alive. So Ernest takes her home, and he's like spray painting her and whatever. And Helen shows up, um, attempting to bury her. And all three of them are there in the room uh, together for the first time. Um, and that's also when we discover um, that Helen has taken the potion because she gets shot in the stomach and has a big hole there. Um, and just that whole thing is really fun. And, like, you see the two women, like, working through their conflict. Um, they get in a shovel fight uh, and talk about the things that they've been hurt over 20 years ago or however long ago it was. When did you take it, anyway? October 26, 1985, way before you. What are you two talking about? The, the potion. potion. What potion? How much did you have? Everything I had, and that was cheap. You took a Ocean. Beauty book my butt. Wait a second. Free weights. Exercise. I don't think this is a miracle at all. I think Madeline falling down the stairs is pretty gruesome. Uh, it's, it's just even like the sound effects and everything. It's pretty gruesome. But then seeing her stand up and her head be backwards um, afterwards is really, really fun. Ooh, what about if we remade the movie? If you remade this movie, what do you think you'd do differently? Um, if I remade this movie... Okay, just a little thing. I would want to see more uh, of the unfortunate mishaps like that Helen and Madeline have had. That if, if we go to another party at um, Liesl's and... Madeline and Helen are like dragging their the rest of their bodies in while their heads are spinning around and we see maybe somebody else um, you know carrying their legs or somebody you know what I mean like what are some other fun um, mishaps that people may have had how did they uh, how how have they not taken care of their bodies like I would want to see some of those I think that would be fun. 
questions for the writer or the director? I think it would be fun to know why the writers chose to take it in that direction that like you just never you just never die like it's not just about being young and I think obviously it's I mean for for humor but like what would the movie look like if they could still die they were just young and I think maybe at that point it's a little bit more of a uh like a like a crank situation where they're just like trying to stay alive and like uh um I don't know if they wind up like in a plastic surgeon's office for some reason like if Ernest Menville winds up back there and they're just like dodging scalpels because they don't want to get scarred you know like whatever that is I feel like there could have been some fun maybe in taking it that direction um so yeah so maybe just why they chose to take it in the direction of no matter what happens, you're never going to die. I was reading some trivia uh, earlier, and like um, the date that Helen um, took her potion is the date that was the present in Back to the Future. There were a lot of like goofs, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Bruce Willis replaced Kevin Klein as Ernest. Kevin oh. was initially supposed to play the role. I see that. Mm -hmm. um, Meryl Streep initially thought that she would be playing the role of Helen, which was Goldie Hawn's character, um, not the song and dance role of Madeline. Um, in the opening scene, Meryl Streep's character is starring in a musical version of Sweet Bird of Youth, which is a 1962 play by Tennessee Williams. <laughs> oh, Okay, so when I watched this movie the last time, I I was look I was just looking at it um, as a way to like um, like just notice things that I hadn't noticed before because I'd seen it so many times. Um, so there's this um, scene where um, Madeline has taken the potion and she's about to leave Liesel's mansion and she's standing in front of the mirror and she's looking at herself and nothing has changed yet. But then as she's standing there, she starts to change. She starts to notice all of her um, features change and, and um, her butt lifts and her boobs, uh, her boobs and, yeah. lift. So as I was watching it, I was like, hang on a second. There's something funny about that. And there was a, uh, a, tr a trivia um, a sec section about it. So they, they had built a bra that would lift and press her boobs together but it didn't look realistic enough. So her dresser was actually standing behind her and lifted and pressed her boobs together for that scene. And they cropped it in such a way that you couldn't see her. <laughs> um, oh, and initially, um, I think this was supposed to be a film sequel to Tales from the Crypt. Whoa, yeah. that's great. It was going to be a film, a film sequel and then was going to be like an extended episode or something like that and wound up being a movie. This movie is so good and it's you're like it really is such a great Halloweenish or like spooky movie for people that don't like spooky movies because mm -hmm. it's like I mean it's it's a comedy through and through but also mm -hmm. has spooky moments. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. But nothing that's going to keep you up at night, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for being on my podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me.